It is October 1st, and we are here with the Auto What podcast number 71. Uh, my name's Keegan On. We have Amon Bashir and Robert Trout laughing at me. And Megan Miller, our Hi. guest today, sitting very nice, politely, <laughs> not mocking me. Thanks, Megan. I'm Thanks great, thanks. Uh, Megan, you're sitting next to a crazy person. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, Megan and I, we went to high school together, and oh, yeah. uh, she's a big-time musician, and we're going to talk all about her music and her as a person, and maybe even Ottawa. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about this beer. Yeah. Since it is literally October 1st right now. It is October 1st. As, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. Yeah. Oh, right. We should say that. <laughs> yes. if, it's, if you're not, then it could be any day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the beer we have is uh, an Oktoberfest beer, probably the first of several October-themed beers we're going to have. It's a big year, or a big month, I guess, for beer. This one's from Creemore Springs, their Oktoberfest beer. Um, so why don't you guys have a try, and I'll uh, tell you a bit more about it. What's it called? Sorry? Oktoberfest. Oh. It, uh, so it's it, apparently their tasting notes say it has a malt forward character with elegant sweetness balanced by bitter hops. They called, they called it Oktoberfest. They did. Bit on the head. Bring more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll email them after yeah. this. But they're doing, so they run the Barhaven Oktoberfest thing, right? That's, Do they? I think so. It's oh, like I, sponsored I know, by yeah. Creamer Springs. Very cool. Direct competition to Bo's Oktoberfest. I don't think it's. Direct, is it? Is that the same time? I think it is, yeah. Okay. When is Oktoberfest? Does anybody know? The Bose one is this weekend. Really? (laughs) Okay, and they're at the same time, because this one's also this weekend. Interesting. With it being (laughs) October 1st and all. Yes. (laughs) Listeners, you have a choice to make. Bose or... or, uh, They're both pretty far. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, how, how about this beer? What do you think of the beer, Megan? It's great. Yeah. I think the description was actually really accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Keegan? It's good. It's not super hoppy. So I feel like all I ever talk about is how I don't like hops. Yeah. Every segment. <laughs> so, but I never, I also never taste like the spices or anything that they say. I think I have a very dead palate. That's I taste, possible. I, ta- I, have, I taste hot and cold. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think? I, uh, I like it. I'd like to taste this next to um, their regular. Like Creamore Springs, whatever. Just, just the difference? Yeah, it's just called Creamore Springs. Oh, yeah. Cream Ale or whatever or something. It's yeah, cool. it, it, uh, it tastes very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Just, there is a difference. I, I don't know. It's, it's good, though. I, I've always enjoyed Creamore. It's good. It's a very nice color. It is. Nice and orange. What do you think, Rob? I like it. I, uh, I was mentioning to Amon before we started recording, before actually anyone else got here, that this is a very hair of the dog day for me. Mm-hmm. And, okay. But this is a nice beer to enjoy the day after a long night. <laughs> there you go. How you doing right now? I'm great. You good? Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, we had some, we had some friends of the show got engaged last night. Wow, mm. that's or exciting. Two weeks ago. <laughs> it will have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Right, of course. Yes. <laughs> no, it's good. Still hungover. <laughs> it was a serious not. night, Megan. <laughs> so, Megan, you are from Ottawa. I am from Ottawa. Uh, can you tell us about? You know, your childhood in Ottawa, or you know what what brought you might, to be out of Ottawa, back sure, in Ottawa. Sure, yeah, it's a very easy story. Uh-huh. I was born in Ottawa, and I went to school here until I was done high school. Classic. Yep, moved away for university <laughs> yep. to London, Ontario. It was awful there for the oh. most part. Not okay. a great town. Okay, not, I guess a bad town. Awful, but. awful in. 
Like boring? Yeah, really boring, yeah. really kind of like... Like, I spoke a little bit of French there and was pretty much exotic for it. Oh, like it was just, it was very far removed from any, like, yeah. French-speaking area. And, mm. yeah. Okay. Good indie rock bands came, I have to say. That was, like, the one thing that was pretty cool is London seems to be a stop on the 401 tour. Right. Oh, cool. So, no complaints there. But there. other than that, you know, pretty much just, like, a university town. Yeah. Slow. Yeah. Pretty slow. Okay. What were you going to school for? I went for music business originally. Turns out I'm super bad at business. Oh. I don't like it at all. Oh. Um, and so instead I did a minor in communication and that was like a lot better fit. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. All right. And and uh, so you stayed in London for your school. Did you stay at all past her? Or? No. I came back to Ottawa after that for a year. Okay. And then I was in Massachusetts for two and a half years and... I have been back now for like eight months or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Cool. So what uh, what had you going to Massachusetts? Massachusetts was to play in the band that I'm in there. Okay. And what happened was in my last year of university, there was an artist in residency who we had, June Millington, who was part of the first all-female band signed to a major record label, oh. which was actually, believe it or not, not until 1969. Wow. So, a little <laughs> surprising when you think about it a that bit. way. Okay. Yeah, kind of recent. <laughs> too recent? Um, yeah, too, possibly too recent. <laughs> sure. So, she runs a recording program down there, like a, like a 10-day intensive for women like age... 16 to 26 kind of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, yo, you should definitely come to this. I think you'd really like it. And so, you know, I graduated university and bought my first car and went to my first sleepaway camp. <laughs> and it was super fun. That's neat. And so what, what was the program like? Like you're not just recording for 10 days, right? Well, you kind of are. Oh. I mean, basically day one and two you is really dry. Like we're sitting with booklets kind of explaining all the different types of microphones and preamps and learning kind of like a little bit of physics of sound just to get us on the same page about like our terminology. Cause people mm-hmm. are coming from all different backgrounds. Yeah. And then one of the prerequisites is that you already write songs. So then we spend kind of like, depending on how ready someone is or what they want to be on their track in the end, we do a song that seems like achievable right away. Like maybe we know the vocals on the guitar for it or something. Right. And we really just start. And so you take turns. Someone's always producing. Someone's always engineering. Someone's always performing. And then everyone else is assisting. That's neat. Yeah. And it's a small group, like anywhere mm-hmm. between like nine and 12 people, I would say. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's very, it's yeah. very small. And the end goal is that we come up with this CD that mm-hmm. is like a compilation of everyone's songs, but like, we did all the recording on it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Did, did you find that um, <laughs> kind of being forced to do everything or have experience in everything? Did you find that useful? Oh, yeah. It was extremely useful because yeah. even if in the program, like your end goal isn't to become a producer or an engineer, right. what you're really learning is how to be in a studio, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're an artist and you're making records and you go into the studio and you need to ask for more volume. It's like, I know that three decibels means a little bit. Yeah, like, right. it means a little yeah. bit more. I don't understand decibels to save my life. Like, mm-hmm. log is way too hard <laughs> for me. But I know, like, I know how to ask for what I need in the studio. Yeah. And I know enough of the words that I can say, 
oh, punch me in like just before the second chorus. And the engineer, of course, will just be able to do that. And just like kind of learning some of the like jargon that could be a barrier to like getting the best recording that you like, you want to be in control of your own recording. And so doing some of the other side really helps you to like understand that and learn that process. That's really neat. That is very neat. How long was this uh, camp? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a 10 day program for the recording. Um, The facility is like a year, it's a year round thing. It's called the Institute for the Musical Arts and it's for supporting women and girls in music and music business. And during the summer is when they do their camps. So they have a preteen and then two teen rock camps, which is kind of like the predecessor to the recording camp. And then at the end of the summer, they do the recording program. So it's 10 days. And and you're able to learn all that in 10 days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, touch on all that is what I mean. You do actually, which is really neat. We don't, we don't do as much mixing and mastering but that really depends on the group. Like if you show up on day one and you've already like done the camp a couple times, right? Uh, like you going more than once, I think is a really big part of it. Right. That makes more sense. And then you get to do it year after year and you get more comfortable doing it and you learn a little bit more each time. So if it's your second time or your third time going, you might say, you know, I really want to spend five hours on mixing this time. It's really important to me to cover mixing or like, you know, I really, I don't remember mastering. Like we need to go over that again. Right. Mm Yeah. So how many times did you go through the camp? I only went two times, Okay. but I got to it pretty late. Like I didn't find out about the camp until I was like 22 or 23. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it was like a little bit later on and just like, how that ended up overlapping with actually being in the band that I'm in and like our availability during the summer, you know, a year later yeah. was done. We that didn't, we couldn't just like take 10 days off. Yep. So, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and and how did you meet the band that you're, you're currently I met in? them through the recording oh, program. Cool. Yeah. So we went to the program. Um, it was super fun. I stayed for another like 10 days and we all hung out. Interestingly enough, we didn't really play a lot of music during those 10 days. We were more just like, I don't know what we were doing. I guess we were just hanging out. But um, the next summer, the three of us all interned at the rock camps, like for the preteen and teen girls. And then we attended the recording camp. And it was during like those two months that my bandmates were like, yo, please stay, be in the band. It'll be super fun. Neat. Yeah. So, So you stayed. Yeah. That's like, that's when I was that's like, amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was kind of amazing in hindsight. Like I came uh, back, we decided, I think probably mid June that like, I was like, yeah, I'll stay. It's no problem. I'll sure. just like quit all my jobs, move here. Like right. sounds fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds crazy. But like, if you had heard the music they were already making, you'd be like, okay, that's obviously a done deal. That like, okay. you know, who's mm-hmm. going to forfeit that opportunity right it would have been foolish so I came back for like the first weekend of September and like honestly threw out like all my stuff like got my cat adopted like broke up with the guy I was seeing like I was just like I'm out Ottawa I'm so sorry for the sudden bail (laughs) see you later (laughs) but I I will return later like not sure when wow yeah okay I mean it sounds intense you know but like like who hasn't moved like you know, it's like seven hours away, seven yeah, or eight hours sure, yeah. away. So yeah. it's not like an epic move or anything. It was just like, okay, like I'm not going to bring a desk with me like down sure. to Massachusetts. That's sure. probably right. not something I need to do. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. And, and did you wait 
did you have an idea of how long you might be gone for? Or you're just I like, did not have an idea <laughs> at all. Sure. Gosh, it's so funny. Like, I think probably I was mostly thinking about whatever our next show was, right? It's like, okay. oh man, I really got to keep practicing. Like, I really want, yeah. like, I really got to learn these songs, you know? Like, I wasn't really thinking about, I wonder if this is forever or not or yeah. like anything like that. Yeah, that's fine. You're, yeah. You're, Literally living in a moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's cool. And what do you play in the band? I play synthesizer and glockenspiel and like a half second on woodblock and do okay. backup vocals. Awesome. That's yeah. great. That's fun. Cool. Yeah. And, and so what, what did like what did life look like in Massachusetts for you? Like were you mainly writing and, and recording and practicing music or was the other stuff um, going on? Yeah, so what it looked like, realistically, when I first arrived there, yeah. was myself and my bandmates, Han and Rebecca, and our two dogs living in one bedroom, mm. which is also where wow. we practiced, oh, yeah. so it had like a drum kit and a PA in it, and we had two <laughs> other members in our band at that time, yeah. so sometimes we'd have like an upright double bass in there, it was just, it was chaos. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah. So every morning... We would, I would make my bed and we would store it under the larger bed that Hannah and Becca would use. And we would set up all the mics, you know, like take them out of the mic drawer and like put them together and like have band practice. And then at the end of the day, you know, we'd have to put away all the gear, like tuck it into weird corners, like pull out the bed and go to sleep. And we just did that for like four months because we were like, we really can't afford to like get a place because we don't have jobs, but we can't afford to get jobs because then we wouldn't have time to actually like put the attention into this like music that we need to do to make it a full time thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, I remember also we, we had two cell phones down there, right? Like I never got a cell phone in the States. And then there was just one time when we couldn't pay both cell phone bills and it was like, okay, well, I guess one of these has to go. (laughs) So we were like immediately down to one cell phone and like, we just like really chose to share everything. Like there was one sock drawer and like there was one area where all the fancy vests went, you know, Mm -hmm. like we had a vest collection. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's where the typewriter sits, you know, like we can't have both of our typewriters out right now. Like that's where the one of them goes. And so there was, it was cool though. Like I didn't know what was going to happen like that, but the first couple days I was there, like my bandmates just were like going through all their stuff. I was like, what is happening right now? That's when I realized they were trying to throw out all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So that there would be room for all of the stuff that I brought. Yeah. Oh, of course. Right? I had no idea. But I was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't bring that much. Like, my one suitcase, you know? Like, I thought I'd thrown out all of my stuff. But right. sure. they had the right idea. They were like, we're also going to have to throw out everything. It's the only <laughs> way this is going to work. That makes sense. Well, that's committed, too, right? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, how how did you guys survive off of that you know or are you just making the money from the shows and putting it towards your, your life yeah and your, your i mean passion? you try i guess like just living within your means was like a really important strategy to like having the business end of it survive yeah. right yeah like instead of us investing a lot of money into it it was kind of like our budget was more based around what we could actually make like mm-hmm. when we went to make our first cd we were doing a lot of busking okay And people were, like, really receptive to that in Northampton. It was incredible. Like, that's, like, very much how we got our start. And we would go out there with, like, a thermometer, you know, like a color-in thermometer. And we're like, we really need to make $1,000 to print our CD. Like, (laughs) 
please help us. Oh, and yeah. like, I would like wear this like weird, like cardboard box with like a sign for our upcoming show on it. Just like anything to get people's attention. Right. Hey, yeah. And honestly, people really helped. Like sure. they were so supportive, like yeah. towards us, like making these goals, but that's kind of how it always happened. Right. Like exactly. instead of being like, Oh, like we have to get jobs because we need this money to do this. It was kind of like the opposite. It was like, if our goal is to do music full time, yeah. let's just try and never get jobs. Right. Right. right? Like <laughs> let's try and never get other jobs. And that was always the goal. And I think that was like really like a different mindset than a lot of people feel when they're like doing a band and they like, they want it to like, it is their dream to like get signed and like, you know, live on the road with their friends touring and mm -hmm. stuff. But like, yeah, we just went about it a different way where it was like, we will literally sacrifice anything before we choose to get a job. <laughs> that's, right. that's chasing your dream. Like, yeah. Like there's nothing we, else. Yeah. Going, and right? now that we didn't like yeah. sometimes get side jobs, you know, well, obviously, it I mean, would, it would come up, Okay, but it was like, it can't ever interrupt the music. You know, like we were always very like, we can't say that we can't do a show because we have to go to work. Like, what right. is that? You know, yeah, that's not yeah, how yeah. you get hired to like go and play music. Sure. Mm -hmm. You have to be like, yeah, of course I'm available. Because somebody right. else is out there who will say yes. If you yeah. Don't. And yeah. just like, if like no booking agent is going to take you, if they can't just book you when yeah. the shows are there, you that know, yeah, yeah. they're not going to work around your individual work schedule. Sure, like that's course. insane. That, that, yeah. I get yeah. that. So, how, like, speaking of bus busking, how long would you be busking on any At a time? Day? Yeah. Um, I always wondered that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess sometimes we would, like, play for, like, 40 minutes or 45 minutes and okay. then take a break. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, go to the coffee shop, get a nice coffee. Makes sense. And um, then just, okay, cool. And then sure, sometimes sure. If, if there was still, like, a lot of people or it was still a really nice day, we would do, like, the same set again. Okay. And, yeah, you know, different people like come and go and that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so where, where did you go from, from there? Do you end up raising the, the money for the album? Or we did, did. Yeah. Between busking and like a couple really great gigs that we managed to get, like mm -hmm. in the Northampton area, we were able to pay to print the first EP and we just really kept trying to like book bigger and better shows is what happened. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. What was the biggest show you, like, what was the pinnacle of that sort of... Well, it's still it growing, tour? right? Yeah. But the yeah. biggest so show, far. like, in terms yeah, so of, far. like, audience number? No, I mean, like, venue, was there, like, a dream venue that you got to do? or Well, what, favorite like venue that? and biggest show are definitely different, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. definitely are. Um, I think, like, probably the one of the biggest ones we did would be, like, in our hometown... For about a thousand people, like in oh. like a, but the thing about that show was that it was a seated show, and so it has this very sterile environment, right? right? Right. And so even though it's really big, it doesn't end up having the same energy as when we get like, you know, two hundred and fifty people, but they're all on a dance floor, like right. coming to the stage. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. it's not always about the number. Yeah, no, right? no, 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 yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, and, and then so I, I don't know, you guys toured as well Do yeah you want to talk about the transition or the decision to tour or how that even begins yeah. um well we started slowly our manager has always guided us in terms of stuff like this mm -hmm. because that's her job yeah. and is that the one from the recording camp that you she is also affiliated with the okay. recording camp yes yeah. absolutely and so we know her through that but mm -hmm. she's been managing for like 
gosh, I don't even know how long, 20 plus years, mm -hmm. something like that. So yep. super professional <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> and like always like has had our best interests at heart. So yep. that's really nice. But what she advised to us was to start with things called residencies okay. where our first one was in uh, Manhattan at the Rockwood. And so once a month we would go to the Rockwood and we would play a show. Oh, and cool. just try and start developing a fan base there. Like, it wasn't always, like, Sundays at 8 or anything like that. Oh, it was okay. just, like, we're going to play in New York City once a month. We're going to get more fans every single time. And then when we have more fans, we move into the slightly bigger room. Right. And Rockwood actually has two rooms. So, for us, the first move was into the slightly bigger Rockwood room, right? Mm, right. And so, we our first one was in Manhattan. And then the next residency we got was in Boston, at a place called Toad, and that was like this amazing bar, like this hole in the wall, 60 person capacity, yeah. but it was live music seven nights a week and never a cover. So oh, people awesome. were just wow. always there, you know, yeah. and the staff was so great. Smallest stage. Oh my gosh. You just, <laughs> even with only three of us, we were so tight on that stage, but you know, it was really great. And then we did a residency in Burlington, Vermont. At the Radio Bean, another place that's live music seven nights a week, yeah. no cover. And then from there, there were other places that, like, we would kind of revisit. It wasn't as strict. Like, those were our three, like, very, like, once yeah. a month we played this venue. Like, right. that's happening. But places like Kingston, New York were really close by to where we were. That was another big one. They have, like, a, a festival called O Positive where it's music and healthcare mm. like it's kind of raising awareness about like the need for and it's sorry it's not just music it's actually all arts there's a huge visual art component as well and what you do is when you like participate in the festival you get to go and see a doctor or like get a massage or Whoa. get reiki or go to the dentist like they provide huh. you as part of your compensation like medical attention which is cool because most <laughs> artists like yeah. Well, yeah. don't have healthcare especially yeah. in the states right yeah. oh, of course. it's yes. oh, very significant there yeah. to be receiving any healthcare at all that's a good idea yeah so they're they're <laughs> totally nailing it oh positive yeah. festival is like incredible sure my blood type is oh, it yeah. really in case, you, in case anyone was curious <laughs> i was curious questions fantastic from the viewers thanks thanks Rocky. um speaking of blood type <laughs> How this is going to be a bad segue, I can tell already. <laughs> no, I thought I would just come. I'm glad. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I thought it would just come to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would just come to me. I, I think we should we should skip to uh, a game. Want to play a game? Yeah, I'd love to play a game. Yeah. All right. Megan, <laughs> you grew up in Canada. I did. You're currently back in Canada. Yep. Uh, you spent a lot of time in the States, and you have more time coming up in the States, as I understand. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to play a game called, Is This American or Canadian? All right. I'm into it. All right. It. So it's going to be... Team. If anyone is going to be an expert, it should be me, right? Exactly. In theory, I, yeah. I'm guessing anyway, that's why you chose the game. Exactly. Like, yeah. Bring those two points yeah. together. <laughs> it's a competition. It's Team Megan versus Team Ottawa. So oh. Rob and Amon are going to be on a team. Okay. I'll be the judge. Okay. okay. Megan, you're by yourself. But I think you have... You should have a slight edge, I think. Right. Or, okay. Yeah, probably. Have oh. you guys ever lived in the United States before? I went I visited. To, yeah, I went to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and that's the furthest into the States I've gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so, in Michigan? 
Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Yeah, oh, there's I one in Ontario. Sault Ste. Marie in Ontario. Why would I say that's the States, man? No, I thought that's <laughs> when you said that's like the Ontario's furthest you've ever been. <laughs> yeah, there's there's two. <laughs> All right. First question. Oh shoot. A lot of these are pictures. <laughs> yeah, what Oh no. Uh, okay, no. Well, I'll say the maybe picture. you could describe the pictures okay. to us. Dunkin' Donuts. Is that American or Canadian? Are we just, I'm sorry, are we like supposed to just shout the answer or Yeah, we'll take yeah, we'll take turns. Maggie can go first on this one, and then these guys can go first on that. You know what, you guys can have the you can have the Dunkin' Donuts one. It's okay. Okay. American. 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 Yeah. Megan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go with American. American. Correct. One one. Great job. Keanu had to look down on his phone yeah, just to make sure. Oh, maybe it started. I remember as a kid there was a Dunkin' Donuts in Ottawa, on, yeah. in Canada. But there's sometimes even Tim Hortons in yeah, the States. There's quite a few. Yeah. All right. I've heard. As I haven't seen. I don't know. <laughs> in Saint Marie, Michigan. That's it. <laughs> Next question. Wayne Gretzky, American or Canadian? We talking currently? We're talking citizenship. Oh, wait. Citizenship. It's Canadian. I mean, are there like harder questions on this? I think or? it's ramping up. Okay, yeah. Okay, Canadian. Mon, what do you think? So bef- I'm, I'm saying he's currently American. Because he's not, he's, there was a thing I read in, I think it was a global Classic or something. Canadian behavior. Get really intense about like, he's a not allowed. situation. <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed this to vote. This is like an internet quiz. <laughs> <laughs> All he right, can't so vote in this election. I want to say American. Good. That's good. All We're right. picking different answers. They're saying American. The answer is Canadian. Ah. According to this, uh, well, super good at online quizzes. Good, good super stuff. good at them. We're overthinking it. Yeah, you guys went way in depth there. Trust me, this person <laughs> did, never, not. did not think about that at all. all they right. picked Canadian hockey player. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that makes two, sense. two one for a team Megan so far. Euling traditional lager. Euling traditional Wait, lager. Is that two words? Uh, no, one word. Euling. Spell it. Y U E N G L I N G. This is a good quiz, Keegan. Yuling. What's the origin of the word? Canadian, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Chinese or something. I think. All right. Canadian or American? I truthfully don't know this one, but I'm going right. to guess American. All right, American. We're going to go with Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. Canadian. It's American. Pull <laughs> it ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll come back. So we'll that was all my gut. You know, uh, that was not like uh, actual knowledge. Right. Just like a gut instinct. <laughs> All right, how about this? Twinkies. American or Canadian? Hmm. Where are they? Where do they originate? I want to say Canadian. Megan, what do you think? I'm definitely picking American. Uh, that's... American! Like <laughs> <laughs> four one now? Isn't there... Um, it's like bubbling. I feel like there's a cartoon episode. Maybe it's like in Family Guy where they go to like the Twinkie factory or something. They do. Like post-apocalyptic exactly. world or something. And they're still all there. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> Zombieland, isn't it? Nope. That's Family Guy. They might have done it in uh, Zombieland, too. It sounds like a classic trope, right? It is. Yeah, that's going. a post-apocalyptic Twinkie yeah. factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only food that survives like nuclear reactions. <laughs> all right. Very last one. The television show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Is that an American show or a Canadian show? It sounds like a goose yeah, ripoff. But I feel I like it's yeah, Canadian. I feel like it's like a white TV yeah, Canadian yeah, thing. I, I agree. Canadian. We're both Canadian. saying Canadian. Canadian. It was Canadian. That's correct right. on YTV. <laughs> that is the game. Five to two, I believe, was the final score. <laughs> That's bad. For Megan. Megan wins. What do you go, Megan? Yeah, I, don't, I think I actually got all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
overthinking. Yeah. You know what? Like sometimes you don't know something's me. Canadian until you bring it up in a group of friends in the United States and everyone looks at you like you're crazy and you're like, really? You don't know the tragically hip? And that's when yeah. you realize that's one of them. They are Canadian, right? Yeah, Matthew Goodman. These people have never heard of him. I'm like, okay, come Matthew on. I paid to see him like five oh. times. Like, I, I thought he was big in the states, right? I and guess not. You never know, right? Like, even a band like Plants and Animals is like not prolific there, which is like they're obviously so prolific here. You oh, yeah. know, yeah. But it's just really interesting. Like, what makes its way over? How yeah. do they feel about Nickelback? <laughs> No strong opinions. Interesting. Huh. Was, I don't know. I, no one I know is ever like talking about Nickelback. Right. right? Me neither. Like, that's not coming up in casual conversation. <laughs> I, well, I hear a lot of hate up here. Oh, yeah. There's and a lot great. of hate up yeah, here. Yeah, it. no, so, I don't hear right. any hate down there. Interesting. Everyone knows about Justin Bieber, but he lives in LA now, right? right? That's so. true. Interesting. Like, what kind of music did you, do you play? I don't think we talked about that oh, at all. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely play indie rock. Indie rock. Like, cool. I play indie rock. I listen to indie rock. Like I'm a specialist, not so great at the other genres. Okay. In all honesty, can okay. you tell me about indie rock? I don't really know. Anything yeah. About music. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is indie? Well, rock? that sounds like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> In a few minutes, can you teach him about music? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, what is indie rock? <laughs> um, it's a genre that is, in my opinion, it's less about the actual musical conventions as it is about like a social ethos kind of thing like because indie comes from the word independent so originally it was the idea that you're not on a major label like you're an independent artist which means that you know you're not being controlled and you don't have to make any decisions about your art solely for the sake of making money right and i think that's the main concept that's still like stuck around when it comes to indie music like the idea is that the Art always takes precedence over the business. And so you don't, you're not trying to appeal to the masses. Like the point of the genre isn't to write a song that like gets radio player has like, you know, like a huge draw fan base, but like, it's supposed to, I don't know, just maybe be for like whoever it's for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Hmm. Yeah. That being said, I think there are a lot of like, musical aesthetic things that like can be like pointed at and said yeah that sounds indie you know like i'm not saying those (laughs) aren't there but (laughs) technically indie could be like a part of any genre Mm -hmm. right like you can have like that indie spirit yeah Yeah. sure have you found any any indie rock in ottawa since you've been back or have you been doing stuff musically in ottawa um yeah i saw a really great show a couple weeks ago you know, I told myself five times to look up the name of this band before this interview because they were that good. <laughs> yeah. But they're from Hall. The show was in Hall. And it was the band's Boyhood, Bondar, and one called, like, Fela something. It was really... They were the headliner. and It was just... It was something else. Yeah. Some older guys playing in the band, like, probably in, like, their 40s or something. But, wow, like, they had better stage presence more unique songwriting, more unique instrumentation than any band I'd seen in a while. So there's definitely some really cool, like indie stuff kicking around in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And I've never really gotten to see that before. So it's like really exciting. Every time it comes up, I'm like, wow, you live here. Like this is amazing. (laughs) Uh, That's not bad. Yeah. Where was that? Sorry. Do you know what the venue was called? 
Um, yes, Le Temporaire. So okay. don't ask me if it's still around. I don't know. Right. It sounds like it won't be. It there sounds forever. like it won't be. <laughs> no, it seemed like a really cool, like you know, <laughs> DIY space. So okay, okay, yeah. very cool. So you're you're back in Ottawa right now mm-hmm. with potentially the intent to go back to yeah. the state somewhere. Well, I actually back in December got deported from the United States. Oh, I was living there and working there without any paperwork. Just quite frowned upon, it seems. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so right now I'm going through like a legal process where I try and get my status changed. And then after that, I'll apply for a visa. Your status changed? Yeah, because right now my status is that I'm not allowed to enter the United States. So oh. first I have to get that changed. That yeah. seems like an obvious waived. first step, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then from there I can apply for a visa. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Is that a hard process? Like, has it been... Yeah, it's extremely difficult. Um, I've already done kind of like one application that was denied. And it's not just... It's so... I don't know. You never think about this stuff, obviously. But the Border Patrol people didn't just like check a box that said no, not approved. Right. You know, they wrote back like a four-page document kind of like citing things that my lawyer had brought up in our case and citing other cases. Hmm. And at the end of the day, they were just kind of like, we don't think your job's that important. Uh Straight up. (laughs) Like super hard to hear, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I can't just make my job more important. Like either you see value in me playing in this band and this band succeeding Mm -hmm. or you don't, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't have, you can't, control that right yeah. so wow yeah well sorry to hear that first yeah that's okay there's an appeal process right now okay. so it'll probably be another six or seven months till i hear anything back yeah right long wait times too right <laughs> yep gosh mm-hmm. government bureaucracy yeah <laughs> yeah and you were telling me your band's been very supportive during been, this time everyone has been so supportive mm-hmm. you know and there's not like a lot that anyone can do to directly change things, but just like, you know, we continue to try and work together and we're going to be doing a second album. Yep. So they're going to come up to Canada and we'll record it here. So, yeah, you know, you just got to keep on keeping on, I guess. Mm -hmm. Joe Dirt. I cannot (laughs) believe, I'm almost positive we did not say the band name in the last 40 minutes. No, I don't think so. Can we, like, can we edit that (laughs) in? That's so embarrassing. (laughs) So my band in Massachusetts, it's called And the Kids. Okay. So you know, we'll put that like in the title. Yeah. That so would be people incredible. They'll read it. They'll be like Megan Miller and the kids. Perfect. And, and it'll be in their brain as yeah. they're listening. Every time we say that your band, they'll think of that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I should bring up that in Ottawa, I'm playing in another band. Oh, cool. Also very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. It's called Valois. And we have a show... Tomorrow, October 2nd. Tomorrow. <laughs> All right. And the show is extra fun because it's actually a fundraiser for my legal fees. I know oh, cool. it's like the best event ever, right? <laughs> but seriously, it's going to be a great show. It just so happens that the proceeds are going towards me. But the... <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence. No. <laughs> just it, it's, it is called Megan Miller Night. I guess I can't really lie about that. It's hard. It's yeah. weird having a night for you, yeah. you know, yeah, for yeah. something so personal. I get that. Absolutely. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah okay. But, Sounds like you're sick. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. 
could die. Okay. Uh, and uh, where, where can people see that? It's at Pressed, which okay. is on Gladstone. Oh, I just walked by there. Yeah, a really great also place. Also Gladstone, yeah. And we'll be opening for a band called Future States. They're from Montreal. Really incredible music and people. And there's a third band, Mandarin Dynasty, who's going to be opening the evening. Great. Yeah. And you you also have another show coming up in Montreal, yes? Yeah. That same weekend on the 4th on Sunday, we'll be playing at The Plant, which is an incredible DIY space in Montreal. Right. And then the next show would be our CD release show, which we're super excited about, which Mm -hmm. will be November 19th at Live on Elgin. Oh, yeah. I love that place. If you haven't been to Live on Elgin, like, I'm... Quickly falling in love. Yeah, Every I, time I go there, I like great. it more, I you know? Yeah. I have not been. Do you want to talk a bit about Live on Elgin and tell people yeah. what it's about and stuff? Yeah, it's awesome. It's just this yeah. great new, like, rock room that's opened up in this in Ottawa. And I feel like it's probably like a 100-person capacity, which okay. is so great because you don't yep. find a lot of venues in that size that really cater to playing full band rock music you right. know like yeah. you can get a lot of like coffee shop spaces with that mm-hmm. size yeah, but then that. it's inappropriate to bring your drum kit and bring all your ants and plug them yeah. in but <laughs> yeah. my one yeah. is awesome they totally facilitate that yeah and i did an open mic there which was super fun and cool. they yeah. like it's all plugged in like they have an acoustic piano but it's mic'd Cool. So you can just totally yeah. rock out uh, on the piano. Oh, with that's Mike. not bad, yeah. Yeah, that's it was awesome. awesome. O- open mics on Tuesdays? Is it? On Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, yeah. okay. They Good. even, oh my gosh, they gave me a gift certificate from, I forget which music store it was to, but it was a $15 gift certificate for my, like my first time at their huh. open mic. Oh, that's wow. so that's cool. Awesome. That's just something they do. That's amazing. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. I get that. Also, I did karaoke there the other night. Okay. Super fun. There were not a lot of people there, so I really, like, stepped out of my comfort zone, and I had been looking through the books, and I noticed that Mendelssohn's The Wedding March, okay. in brackets, instrumental, <laughs> oh, was wow. an available option, and I just thought, what is this? Uh-oh. So... So I did it, right? Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I had to know. I had to know. Yeah. And I went up there, and I, like, held the mic like I was really going to start at any moment for, like, minutes. Minutes huh. of the wedding march just playing. And then I asked the guy, I'm like, how much longer is this song? He's like, it's like three more minutes. I was like, that's all I can do, guys. I can't. I can't keep going. <laughs> so you're helping out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A little bit. A little bit. It's not a match. But it's, but it's a great space where you can just like be yourself and like yeah. totally chill and yeah, hang yeah. out mm. and do music stuff. And it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of our writers does improv there. That's right. Called, that's cool. called that's- Giles is with... Uh, Elgin League Street of- Improv. Yeah. Oh, what? Is that new? Uh, I don't think so. I thought it was League of Justice. Hall of Justice Hall was of- the former name when they were somewhere else. Oh, I'm sorry. And and what's it called now? Uh, Elgin Street Improv. Elgin, Elgin Street Improv. Yeah. So check that when out. When is that? When does that happen? I think they, they do it uh, some Sundays of the month. I'm not sure if there's a regular sort of uh, schedule, but uh, right. yeah, check it out though. It's, it's a good time. I yeah, went. Cool. It's really funny. Have you ever been to an improv show? No, I, I haven't actually. I went once with them on, and it blew my mind. It's, it's crazy. Phenomenal. They do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, troops here. They do long form, so it's you know they, no they tell this giant story, right? Whereas I was used wow. to growing up with uh, um, whose line is it anyway. Where yeah, it's yeah, yeah, really like games. Really yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's neat but, how they can like create like entire narratives and bring stuff back. Yeah, that's, that's incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. So with, with Elgin Street, they have uh, they have a mix of the small games and they definitely do at least one long mm. one, which is cool. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm seeing one uh, one more thing I just want to talk about. I, I see on your uh, pre-interview forum here something called buttvertising. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. I'm just curious. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. So buttvertising is one of uh, my entrepreneurial ideas. It's myself and my bandmate Hannah came up with it. Great. Yeah. And we have a lot of things that we have to promote. Of course. Since we have shows all the time. And I don't know how we thought of this, but we thought... You know, let's put it on, let's make a poster, but posters are always on paper. Like, can we come up yep. with something better than paper? Okay. Mm-hmm. Butts. <laughs> we selected butts. Yep. <laughs> and so we painted just like show like at the Rockwood or something like yep. onto a butt and then took a picture of that. And we thought, yes, like this is the kind <laughs> of like nudity humor that we want to huh. use. Okay. okay. Yeah, I okay. think mm-hmm. I really like non-sexual nudity. You know, sure. Yeah. Just, sure. just just regular nudity. Just yeah. regular nudity. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's okay. cool. Butt advertising, how, and how, it catches people's attention. Yeah, yeah. You know, I imagine it does. Yes. How uh, how successful do you find butt advertising is in your experience? I mean, in my experience, it's super successful. Like I've okay. never forgotten something that I painted on someone's butt. You know, <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. not even oh, one time. <laughs> yeah. I can recall that information so fast. How it's affecting other people, I'm not sure. Okay. We okay. also have had some like butts in both of our music videos. Oh, okay. And so, in the first music video, especially, there was a lot of butts. Okay. And people are always like, "What's up with those butts?" They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's it's, up with you? It's just a butt, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of like taking a, a, you know, a kind of a stale concept of postering and, and refreshing it. And or refreshing or it, revitalizing right? Revitalizing it. That's really neat. Yeah, I guess it kind of reminds me of like sandwich boards, but mm-hmm. like just paint it on your own body, right? Yeah. Have you ever, ever thought Definitely. of like having a, a really shredded guy and painting a, a poster on his stomach? You call it advertising. Wow. That's All right, you that's can have that one. No, that's can, really we don't good. have anything to do. I just, I guess the thing is that like I don't yeah. have like permanent access to abs because I, I personally don't yeah, have any. Mm, okay, but I, I have a butt. You know, like yeah. it's true. Everyone always, has a butt. Everyone yeah. has a butt. Yeah. It's inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> We're all the same, really. If you look at our butts. <laughs> This has gone off the rails. Uh, okay, uh, so I guess we're running up on time, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we give Megan another chance to plug anything you want to plug? So your band, websites, whatever, social media, anything? The band is called And The Kids. Yeah, yep. andthekidsmusic.com. Okay. And you have uh, an EP out already? We have our, our first full-length album okay. is out on Signature Sounds Recording. Cool. And you can get it on our website. And I'm sure probably all those other things that I don't use, like iTunes and it's Spotify. There. It's, it's there. Right. Yeah. It's there out in the world. It's on Spotify? I'm sure it is, cool. yeah. Cool. There, like, there are like people who are making sure that these things happen, you know? Mm, right. bless, bless their hearts. My goodness, I would not know how to do that myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's too hard for yeah. me. <laughs> and then uh, the other band you do. The other band is Melwa. We have shows on October 2nd. At Prest in Ottawa, October 4th at the Plant in Montreal, and November 19th will be our CD release show mm-hmm. at Live on Elgin. Very cool. Okay. And we'll put all that stuff on the... Cool. Thank you so much. So people Great. can... If you're listening and you're confused, go back to the, the website and it's all there. Yeah. Anything else you want to promote? No. Good. <laughs> um, Aman, what do, what do we have to talk about to promote? 
Oh. Stuff coming up. We have some exciting stuff coming up in the works. Oh, we do. Yeah, we uh, we're launching Ottawa, or I guess we launched Ottawa News. Yeah. I read that news article. Oh yeah, it was yeah. so great. Oh thanks. I, I <laughs> read it right away. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So we have lots more news articles coming. And yeah, we're gonna have them a lot more frequent. Well, obviously one is out right now. There were yeah, actually by one the time, has a bunch by, out now. By the time this is out, first. sorry, that's right. <laughs> Come October first, you're right. Yeah, but we're always looking for talented writers <laughs> yes. or untalented writers. Even <laughs> would be okay if you want to learn how to write. <laughs> so if you if average, you want to average writers, yeah, exactly, just, just writers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if you want to check it out, uh, you can check out pretty much everything in the podcast and Ottawa News at ottawapodcast.com. Uh, if you want to contribute, or if you have any feedback, uh, or if you want to. Uh, just say hi. Uh, yeah. Say hi. Email us at mail at ottawapodcast.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. Yeah. The works. And that's that. Great. Uh, Rob, what a, who's, who's our sponsor? Our sponsor this week, once again, is audible.com. Uh, they're an audiobook platform. They have, so if you, if you like music, which obviously all of us do, a lot of people do, and, uh, you know, we don't like reading, like well, Keegan. A lot of people do like music. No, a lot. It's, it's weird. It's very. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't have to. You don't have to actually put any effort in. Someone can just, if you get Audible, someone can just read a book to you. Yeah, that's the best. And uh, we have a deal with them where you can get a free 30 day trial as well as a free audiobook to try out the service by going to audibletrial.com/slash/autowhat. They have 180,000 different uh, titles and audiobooks to to choose from. Excellent. So, Megan, are you going to sign up for Audible? I honestly am. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. I'm in the car a lot. Uh, that would be great. That was the easiest sell I've ever had. We always try, I try to like pressure our guests into signing up like on the spot sometimes. For yeah, free? Just, for various just, free yeah. trials? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I would do that for you guys. I mean, email counts to you. Even if it felt like a favor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, all right. That's great. Uh, so, Megan, thanks again for, for being here. Thank you there. so much Thank for you. having thanks. me. It's great. Learned a lot about the industry. Uh, to end the show, we'd like you to say Ottawa, what, however you like, and then we'll, we'll cut right after that. Ottawa what?